Once studio owners join my Thrive Business Coaching Group, they are strongly encouraged to get very, very comfortable with numbers. From sales to profit margin to retention and conversion metrics, we cover it all. And I know that as a studio owner, sometimes when it comes to numbers, it can be tricky to know where to start and where to focus. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with Danielle on this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I am thrilled that you're here with me today because we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is numbers. Now, I'm joined by Danielle Hayden, the CEO of Kickstart Accounting. Welcome, Danielle. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is my favorite topic, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So Kickstart Accounting, um, Danielle and her team help business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and also financial education. And she's also the author of the Profit Planner book series. So Danielle, tell us a little bit about um, the way that you, who you work with and the way that you work with your clients and what you can help them to do in their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So our mission uh, as a firm at Kickstarter County Inc. is really, really clear. Um, Our mission is to help, especially women business owners, understand their numbers so that they can grow a version of a successful business. We have found through the years that um, it is really difficult to understand the number side of the business, right? You have gone into business because you love Pilates or yoga, right? Like you have your craft and um, you might not not be as strong. Like the numbers aren't your zone of genius. But what we have found time and time again is that the numbers are the most important part about running a business. And it's going to aid you in making all the other business decisions, tax decisions, um, tax savings, you know, all of those, those strong business decisions we need to have in place. And so we become our clients' partners in their business. So we really help them with, with setting up QuickBooks, making sure that QuickBooks is set up in a way that's going to help them actually be able to understand their numbers um, using our strategic framework. Then we actually take care of maintaining the integrity of QuickBooks. And most importantly, when we work with our clients, we're their accountability partner. So we send them their numbers at the end of each month or quarter so that you don't have to do anything because I know that bookkeeping follows business owners around like a freaking black cloud. <laughs> and I don't want that black cloud around you anymore. I want sunshine and rays so you can focus on what you want you want to be doing. And so we are your accountability partner uh, to get that information in front of you in a really digestible way that's easy for you to understand. And then we're here to ask questions. Now, this is one of my, my favorite industries to work in. Um, we are are not we don't only work with Pilates uh, studios, but this is one of my favorite 
favorite places to work with. Um, my kind of personal passion is wellness. I found yoga several years ago. I was a, and still I am a runner and did a lot of races and my body was not going to be working for the long, for the long haul. And, and so I fell in love with, with this, this space in my life. So I am actually a yoga instructor and spend a lot of time kind of straddling both of these worlds. And that's important because my team and I both have a really strong passion in working with with wellness boutique studios because we understand the struggles that you're going through and the information that you need in order to be able to build your business. Absolutely. And I think what you said earlier about it being digestible and easy to understand is um, is so incredibly important because when it comes to numbers, there are so many different numbers that you can be tracking and looking at in your business and it can become overwhelming very, very quickly. Um, and you'll hear, people will hear all sorts of different numbers being thrown around, gross revenue, net revenue, gross profit, sales, income, profit, profit margin. Which one of those should people be tracking? What are the, um, what are the sort of most important numbers would you say um, for studio owners specifically, since you know uh, that, that, that sector so well, what are the top sort of what three to five or more uh, basic financial numbers that every business owner should know? Yeah. So I have the top three business owners that are top three numbers that every business owner should, should know. Um, one is your gross profit. So this is revenue minus cost of goods sold. And in this industry, cost of goods sold would be um, your your contractors or employees. So whoever you're paying to actually deliver deliver the services. So that's that's one is by month, we want to see the gross profit. Number two is our net income or loss. So we're scrolling to the bottom of the income statement, scrolling past everything, and we're scrolling to the very bottom. In order for us to be able to look at what's working, what's not working, first, we need to, to know, are we making a profit, right? Like, should we, should we consider this month a success, right? Do we want to replicate this month again? Um, or did we lose money this month? And we don't want to replicate this month this month again. So we have to understand month over month, do we have a profit or do we have a loss? Because then it gives us the tools to be able to look into the story further of what's working, what's not working. And this third one um, takes a little bit more work to get there because there's not one specific report for it. Um, but it's your average cash outflow of your business. And you can't go directly to the cash flow statement of, of QuickBooks. You can to start, but it's more complex than that. What we're looking at is your average monthly operating expenses. So we want to look at what you're spending on average to operate your business. This is so important because we need to be able to have this money to save, right? We would want to have at least three months of, of, of savings in, the, in your savings account. I think if the pandemic taught us anything is that we need to have that cushion. So we need to have our, our average operating expenses plus debt payments and owner's draws. And that's our average outflow. And that's going to be really important so that we can save that money 
And we can start to look into the future to understand what we need to bring in. A lot of people say to me, I don't know if I should raise my prices. I don't know if I'm paying my people too much. Am I spending too much money? Am I not spending enough money? Well, let's look, right? Let's look and see how much money per month are you are you releasing out of your business? Now we know how much we need to bring back in. Right. It's all of these numbers are so important. And it's, and I think when you take the time to take a look at these numbers and understand what they look like inside of your business, it actually, instead of feeling overwhelming, especially if you take the time to really understand it, it can make, make you, it can put you in a position of control of your business. So you're no longer wondering if you're paying the right amount, if your expenses are too high, if you're charging the right amount, if your profit margin is, is if you're making money, right? And these are, and it's, it's, um, it's common that a lot of these numbers are not that familiar to studio owners. And I mean, I work with this when my, with my studio owners, and I know that you work with a lot of people on this as well. And once you see how these numbers kind of relate to each other and how that then relates to what business decisions you can make in your business, it puts you in a position of control. And when you have control of your business, that's when you really have the ability to drive revenue, drive growth, drive profit, bring home more money. But if you're not sure where things are, how things are going to fall or where things are, you know, what's happening when it comes to income, profit and so on, you're going to be in the dark and that makes you, everyone feel uneasy, right? Oh my goodness. That is the number one thing that I hear from business owners is I'm scared to know, right? Like I'm scared of the numbers. I'm scared to look, but by not looking, I'm also really anxious. I'm uncomfortable. Um, and I think the biggest thing that we've seen when we've worked with hundreds of clients over the years is like, I get to be empowered now, right? Like I, I have access to this information that can create power and confidence in, in your business. And I understand that I just used a lot of kind of accounting words and, and lingo and describing all that to you. Um, so I, I just, if you need help in, in tracking all that, we, we do have a, a tracking tool at kickstartyournumbers.com um, that will walk you through and, and give you that tracking. Because these are numbers that month one, when you plug them in, they might not make any sense to you. Like you're just, you might just be doing the physical exercise. And I don't want you to give up if you do this one time. You're like, well, then y'all, that did nothing. Like, thanks for wasting my time. It might not do anything for you month one. But as you track this over time, or maybe you look at the history, you can start to see the seasonality. So if you have, if you have an accounting system where you can run this information historically, you can start to see, is there a seasonality to my business? Are there things that are happened last year that I need to be aware of this year? Um, and, and you can start to tune into this information. So this isn't a one and done exercise. This is something you have to do month over month as a business owner. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it's, it, you're looking for the trends as much as you're looking at the absolute numbers, right? So you might have, you know, X as your net profit one month, then you might have Y as the following month. Um, and that might not tell you anything in particular about your business, but what you're looking at is the month over month, the year over year, the quarter over quarter changes. And that's, and then also on top of that, how perhaps activities that you're 
take undertaking in your business are impacting those numbers. And once you start to track it, then you start to see these patterns emerge. And that's when you things start to kind of make a lot more sense, right? Absolutely. Yep. Spot the trends, listen to the story. Absolutely. Okay. So we know that we need to be tracking those three numbers. Um, how often should, should we be tracking those numbers? So I, if I had my choice, like if I had best case scenario, every business owner um, would be looking at this on a monthly basis. So um, we offer two, two plans to our clients, both monthly and quarterly. But again, if I had my way, every client would be looking at these on a monthly basis. But I know that it can be time consuming and overwhelming for, for people. So we do have business owners who, who say to me, Danielle, it's just too much for me to look at this on a monthly basis right now. And so we always sit, we, we can meet in the middle by saying, let's start with quarterly. So you're still tracking the information monthly. So work with your money team, your bookkeeper, so that this information is being tracked on a monthly basis. But then maybe you as a business owner are only sitting down to look at it on a quarterly basis. So you still have all the trends. You still have all the information by month. But you're sitting down with your money team to look at it on a quarterly basis. That way you have, at a minimum, three opportunities before tax time to make business decisions. You know, if you're an S-Corp, the IRS is making uh, a lot of changes to how you're paying yourself, um, what you can take as owner's draws. And so you need to be aware. It is your responsibility as a business owner to be aware of these changes and what they mean for your business. And that will give you three opportunities to look at that before tax time. That's really helpful. Thank you. Yes. So tell us, can you dive into um, a little bit more the structures that you see in fitness and the boutique fitness world in terms of LLC versus S Corps and the benefits of being one or the other? This is a question, by the way, you guys, that comes up all the time. Um, And so I would love to take this opportunity, Danielle, if you wouldn't mind um, sharing a little bit of what you know about what what you've seen with studios um, selecting the different structures. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the caveat of make sure you talk to your CPA. So um, make sure that you have a conversation because they know that you know your entire tax picture. Um, They also will know what your net income has been over time. Unfortunately, something that we've seen over the last few years post-pandemic is um, a lot of clients we've seen huge growth. And in that huge growth, a lot of our clients became S-Corps and then are in a cash issue because now as an S-Corp, you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary. It doesn't have to be paid weekly. It doesn't have to be bi-weekly. The IRS doesn't care when you pay it but you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary um, and you have to be ready and equipped to be able to do that. And so, yes, we, we advise our clients that if they are bringing in over $50,000 of net income, not gross, net income, it might start to be beneficial for you to look at an S-Corp. However, if you are not certain about the growth of the trajectory of your company, we want to tread lightly because once you become an S-Corp, if you dissolve that, you can't become an S-Corp again for five years. So there's two kind of milestones in my opinion. One is you're making consistent 
net income over 50,000. And two, that you are used to paying yourself on a regular basis for years. So it doesn't mean, oh, last year I started paying myself a little bit. I mean, you, your business can consistently support you taking a reasonable salary out of your business. And so if you're an LLC today, thinking about becoming an S-Corp, I want you to use the rest of the year to practice. Work with your CPA, figure out what the reasonable salary is for you in your area and pay yourself through owner's draws for the entire year before you become an S-Corp. So you have lots of practice. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. Fantastic advice. And again, like Danielle said, work with your CPA or a CPA and understand and know what it truly means for your business, because it may or may not be the best thing for you. And it may not be a right now thing. It might be a next year thing or the year after thing um, as well. So get educated on, on what would work best for your, your studio business. And what I will say is that there is no right or wrong. And other than you, you need to make sure you're following the rules. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel So that's the other thing. And I think that this goes for everything in business. You're not getting left behind. So, you know, we get stuck in these comparison traps and I think social media just really exasperates that. And that, you know, if you are following other money gurus online or other business owners, you might see them making changes and shifts in your business. And that doesn't mean that just because you are not doing that, that that was, that's, that's the best decision for you. It might not even be the best decision for them, right? So you need to make sure that you're doing what's best for you and not getting, not getting caught up in everybody in my group is doing this. Everybody in my competition is doing this. You don't really know. No. And and you should only do the what's best for your studio business. And every business is different. Every business is, is unique. You have different goals, different resources, different situations. So absolutely great advice, Danielle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Goals are a big one there. And that your intention for the year might be rocket growth, right? Like you, you're on a growth trajectory and the person next to you, their goal is to maybe spend more time with their family or vice versa, right? So maybe somebody else is doing rocket growth and you want to spend more time with your family this year. So we can't compare because we don't know what their goals or their intentions are for this year. Absolutely right. And this is what I see all the time. Truly, when I work with studio owners, we, we talk a lot about goals. In fact, we're doing our monthly goal uh, planning session inside of my, my group coaching program later on today. And we, the first thing I say is this is unique to you. It's not, don't look around the room. What other people are doing is unique to them. And every business, you're a different stage of business. You're a different season of life. It is all different and you have to do what works best for you. And I do think it's very easy to get caught up in, in thinking about what other people are doing. But the reality is that, you know, what, the more we look to other people, the less we're reflecting on what might be best for our businesses. And so everything needs to kind of go through that filter. (laughs) Right. And so I have people come to me who, who are having, building, growing a family and they don't, they want that to be their priority. And I have other people who are in their first few stage, few years of business and are, like you said, looking for that rapid growth, that, that, that huge to grow their, their, their sales and, and, and revenue, you know, to a certain point. Um, I've got other people who want to downsize their studios, who want to say, you know what, I'm I'm done with that. And now I want to take it back. I've got other people who want to planning for retirement. I've got people who are planning to sell their business. And so everyone, you know, and you start to think and realize how many different 
versions of success there are out there for each different studio owner, you realize that you really can't compare to other people. It really is just, it is really all about what you want and what works for you and your business. And it's very unique. So Danielle, tell me a little bit about if someone is working with a bookkeeper or is looking to work with a bookkeeper, what would you say are sort of your top, top advice for finding a bookkeeper that works for you and then how you, what that, that relationship kind of looks like? Yeah. So, um, this is a really great question because unfortunately not everyone in the field, um, in my industry, um, puts out the same quality of, of work, right? Like there's not our industry as CPAs and bookkeeping, we have guidance on the rules, right? Like on the actual rules of accounting and not even all bookkeepers and CPAs follow the rules in the same way. And then how they actually work with their clients are very different. So when we work with our clients, we uh, are following a very specific strategic framework that I've created throughout the years and working with thousands of other business owners and seeing the struggles and the questions that they've had. And so we've created this framework that we work within. And that includes how we set up QuickBooks, right? So it's a very specific way in which we set up QuickBooks. Um, there's a very specific way in which we maintain that. And then we actually not only pull all the financial statements for our clients, so actually pull the reports. That's like, like right, like bare bones when I hear from other bookkeepers that they are at least pulling the statements. Some people I hear that they don't even get any statements from their bookkeeper, but... Um, we actually use our framework to um, send the financial statements in a way where we are breaking down the components of the income statement and the balance sheet and the cash flow statement so that it's really easy to read. There's very clear charts and that the business owner doesn't have to put on their bookkeeper hat, right? Because that's not your hat. You shouldn't ever have to put that on. Right? You see it to stay in this, it, with your CEO hat on. And um, be able to digest that information in a really meaningful way. So when you're working with your bookkeeper, you should know when are they updating QuickBooks? Like what is the expectation? When will that be updated? Um, when will they be sending you financial reports? So on what cadence? I mentioned we do monthly or quarterly for our clients. So when will you receive those reports from them? What format will they, re will they provide that to you in? And then lastly, what is the communication expectation? So for our clients, um, they can email us at any time and ask us any questions that they have. So um, we work with a lot of podcast listeners and um, our clients will email us all the time and say, Hey, I heard this on a podcast. Is it true? <laughs> <laughs> I heard this on a podcast. Does it apply to me? And we love those types of questions, right? So I, I, I know that we work with a lot of people who are high growth. They're really working hard in developing themselves as business owners. And so having that place to be able to say, hey, does this work for me too? Right? Otherwise, we're always just like chasing, chasing butterflies in every direction. And so um, we are that resource for our clients. So I would suggest to make sure that if you are working with a bookkeeper, I always call it your money team, that you have access to them to be able to ask questions. And I call it your money team because 
you should have a bookkeeper and a tax accountant and they should not be the same people. And so you want to be able to talk to both of them and allow them to talk to each other to make sure that you are getting clear answers on, on where you should be going in your, in your business and the decisions that you should be able to be making. So we want to be able to have clear communication channels with both of them. Yeah, that's incredibly helpful. Thank you for mapping that out. I think it's when you're talking about the money side of the business, I think the, as much um, support and transparency as, as you can get is really helpful. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for taking the time to share all this fantastic information with us. Um, why don't you let us know where people can find you if they want to learn more about you and Kickstart Accounting? Yeah, kickstartaccountinginc.com. Inc. is really important. Um, so kickstartaccountinginc.com, you can learn more about the firm. Um, come and book a call. We would love to talk to you about your specific situation. Um, even if it's questions, um, my team and I are here to be a resource for you as a, a boutique business owner. Um, we know the unique questions, so come and talk to us. And then if you'd like to download those that worksheet to um, uh, keep track of those top three numbers, go to kickstartyournumbers.com. Uh, and then we have our podcast, Entrepreneur Money Stories. So if you love listening to money content, um, Entrepreneur Money Stories, come and, come and listen. Um, I promise we keep it light and fun and uh, ton of action steps that you can apply into your business. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. So many great resources. We'll link to all of that in the show notes. So thank you so much, Danielle. We really appreciated you coming on. And um, I hope you come back sometime and we can dive into some more numbers fun. <laughs> yes, please. I, I'm happy to come back anytime. Awesome. Fantastic. So I hope this was helpful to you as you build your boutique fitness studio business. If you're loving what you're hearing, I'd be so appreciative if you could take a quick minute, go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review this podcast. It will mean a ton to me. And we'll help to get this podcast out into the community so that more teachers and more studio owners just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.